Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about all of this week's Disney Plus news, plus we're going to be sharing our thoughts on this week's Disney Plus and Star Originals. There's quite a few things we're going to be talking about, including the finale of What If. We'll be talking about Among the Stars and a whole host of other bits and pieces as well. But before we do any of that, quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe. You can subscribe on the audio platforms like Spotify and iTunes, and you can also find us on YouTube where you can subscribe as well um a big hello and thank you to all of our supporters over at patreon and youtube channel members and what that does is for little as two dollars a month you help to support the channel keep all the lights on keep everything going and helping towards all of our costs and if you're at a level of a certain level you get a shout out so big hello and big thank you to sarah for being executive producer level thank you so much for your support also big hello to andrew jacob uh Khaled also Red Marsman, Aero G, um, Andrew, uh, Cody, Darren, The Juice, Lauren, and James. Well, over on the YouTube. So, hello and a good to Ben, Raphael, Ice Cream Man, 616, Adam, uh, Robert, J Blue, my VCR still works, BNF, Joshua, Adam, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. Thank you very much for all of your support. Let's jump into it. Okay, just a quick bit of housekeeping. I just want to remind um, last week we did a Cruella. Uh, giveaway for, we had five uh, copies to give away of a digital version they've all been claimed so hello to all so hope or everyone that um we had quite a few people respond so i got back to you guys all on sunday and let you all know so thank you for that one and thank you for disney for sending them for us to uh, give away right let's jump into it. so it's been a little bit of a quiet news week really it's almost like they've got a big day coming up and <laughs> kind of want to hold back a lot of stuff for that um so the big one really was a report that um we're going to be getting an Agatha Harkness series for for Marvel for Disney Plus, kind of a One Division spinoff. Um, apparently, the the actress as well has been signed up to appear in movies and TV. Though I kind of always view with Marvel actors, they're kind of you they sign up for a amount of things, and where Disney want to put them is up to them, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so I mean, what do you think of an of an Agnes uh, spinoff? There's there's a lot of potential there. Um, it depends on what kind of story they want to tell. Do they want to tell her throughout the years? You know, we, we saw her in those flashbacks to the uh, Salem yeah. witch trials. Do we want to see what she was doing between then and the start of WandaVision? Or do we want to see what happens to her after WandaVision? Um, mm -hmm. Either of which could be interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm down for it. Admittedly, I was kind of surprised. It was like, out of all the characters you're going to do a spinoff, I'm going to do Agnes. But... Um, yeah, I, but then I, I always tend to think like with Marvel, it's like it's a spin-off starring her, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be about her or connected to her too much. There could be um, crossover with other characters. Um, I know there's been some talk, um, and whether or not it has, didn't she? Wasn't she the nanny for uh, the Fantastic Four? Um, it, and so that could be a because this is this series could be a while off. So don't you know? Not every, it doesn't necessarily mean this is going to be on Disney Plus by this time next year. It could be three four years away so that could be a way of integrating after the fantastic four movie also like you said they could be kind of kind of just a follow-on of her trying to get one up on one division i mean it could be called something completely different and she's just the main antagonist and all the rest of it but i i wasn't surprised i mean there's been lots of rumors as well in the last couple of days of you know monica rambo getting her own spin-off and i mean i essentially this right we're in the thing, same thing with Star Wars. Every character's potential spin-off of her own solo movie or Disney Plus series. Um, but yeah, so this that one's pretty good. It does make me laugh now, um, because we've obviously got the Disney Plus day coming up in a few weeks' time. And I'm gonna get bet now. They're gonna announce an Agatha series, um, Werewolf by Night, and Echo. 
those will probably be the the ones that they announce at which point we already know about them but the math but they can just go well we t- told you officially that they're all coming yeah um, well so that's gonna be my guess that and i don't really listen to the rumors so much so even though we've heard about many of these things a lot of the time yeah. i'm kind of like yeah yeah i don't i'll wait until they officially announce it um yeah, we'll we'll keep yeah. our ears out for this one and and see where they're going with it. I always have a view that if it, if it goes out on the major trades like um, the Hollywood Reporter or Variety or Deadline or the Wrap, those are kind of like okay, you've you've you know that they they had to go for a little bit more um, than just like you know some other websites and stuff to just kind of make stuff up. Um, but yeah, so there's definitely. Should be a little fun. Okay, moving on from there, let's now talk about some UK news. We had a couple of things confirmed this week, including the Searchlight Pictures movie, The Night House, is going to be coming to Disney Plus for the UK and other countries, though we haven't had the Australian or Canada release yet, for the 27th of October. That's on a Wednesday just before um, the Halloween, so that's kind of a pretty good time to drop a Halloween uh, sort of a horror movie. We've also got um, a Book of Blood as well. It's um, a Hulu original that will be coming um, a couple of days later on the 29th. So that's kind of Halloween movies for everybody in the UK and elsewhere. And also last night we hit late. Uh, we had a press release for the Walking Dead Part Two of the 11th season. We're going to be getting the eight episodes from the 21st of February, and there'll be new episodes every Monday on Disney Plus in the UK, Ireland, and I think a number of European countries like the Netherlands and Italy and Singapore. They're getting them as well. So they're doing like three batches of eight episodes for this final season. So they're kind of stretching out that final season quite a little bit. But the the last episode of the first batch is coming to Disney Plus on Monday. So there was a couple of bits of UK news. Um, Also, there was a little bit of an interesting article that went up earlier this week saying that Disney Plus is is kind of predicted to overtake... Um, Netflix in terms of the amount of subscribers it has by 2024. Um, just I think it's about show like 260, 280 million subscribers worldwide with the expansion that they keep doing. And a lot of people, there's a lot of people that kind of go, that's, and like, there's a little bit of scoffing over it. Of obviously, like, no, they can't take it on the Yeah, but Disney Plus still has to launch in a lot of regions. It's still got a lot of them. It's got the Middle East, it's still got of Asia to go, the whole of Africa has still got to run in. And I also feel there's a bit of a difference as well of those of us that have Star and maybe Disney Plus Hot Star and those that are in the US on Disney Plus, I can see that there is a bit of a difference of like what, con- you know, you're going, to, well, it's not, it's not really good enough if you take away Marvel and Star Wars, where for us with Star, it's a much more broader appeal. But do you think Disney could actually hit, overtake Netflix on that? I mean, they they could, and depending on the timeline we're talking about, it's it's probably I wouldn't say a given, but pretty likely at some point. But I I do scoff to a degree, not because I don't think they'll overtake it. I I mean, sure, at some point, I'm just like you, you can't predict that far out yeah. when it's going to happen. They're saying 2025. I'm like, yeah, maybe, sure, but a lot of these models, and yeah, they're they're not just like linear graphs or whatever but a lot of these models don't take into account uh world events they can't well because they didn't they don't know what the world events are going to be uh they don't take into account like uh some huge new show that Mm. we know nothing about like does this account for or if if we had done this projection six months ago would it have accounted Mm. for uh squid games would it have accounted for the fact that there's nothing on disney plus right now uh so it's not to say it won't happen 
I'm, I'm definitely not in the like, oh, it'll definitely happen or it'll definitely won't happen, whatever. But but trying to say by 2025, like, your numbers are yeah. meaningless more than a couple months out from now. To me, it's more, I think it's more about the fact that they're very bullish about Disney Plus pushing it. And there's been a lot of push as well with the, uh, the move, I think, forward on getting sort of the, 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 the shareholders and stock price really bullish on streaming and really want Disney to kind of lean in. I think because everyone's looking at Disney going, you can take on Netflix. You have it in you, but you have to be more focused. You know, you have to be more focused on what they're doing. I don't think in the US at the minute they can do it with a single package. I don't think there's enough there to come in. Um, Marvel and Star Wars are good, but they're not gonna, I don't think they're going to pull in any... You know, they're, I think they're already predicting like the next quarterly results is going to be a little bit soft because they've had no international launches and they've had not really much to kind of get people in to Disney+. Plus. So... But they have stated of like you know there's a big churn in in um, India because of like the sports seasons when they drop in and out of like the, when the cricket seasons off a lot of people drop out, um, and that can have it have an impact. So I still think there's lots of testing going on. I think you know I think they're going to be up, up the top end, but I think just by launching it in every single country, they probably would have been able to get to a certain level at any point with just having a. a any subscription service available in all countries will probably get into a certain height anyway. But it's what it's been interesting this past week is with us, there's been some announcements in for Hong Kong and Taiwan because there was a little bit of a, a press thing kind of confirming the price and also confirming them for their release dates. Taiwan is the 12th of November, Hong Kong is the 16th. And kind of getting revved up, there's, a, there's a, an APAC sh showcase coming up um, in the coming weeks ahead. And we've been seeing stuff from Japan. We've been seeing stuff from South Africa, some from South America, sorry, of really kind of like revving up on these originals. I mean, there was a lot of, I think just this past week, we've seen some originals coming from like France, Japan, and Latin America, of which they've all been their press releases. They're all kind of stating now, oh, these will be available everywhere. We're seeing that happening a little bit more with these originals. Um, and you've got to look at, I mean, if you, you know, you look at Squid Game on Netflix this week. You know, that is, you've taken a South Korean TV show and it's exploded. And, you know, it's a South Korean, it's either dubbed or subtitled, your choice of how you want to watch it. And it's massive. I mean, this shows you, like, when there's a really good show, it can catch on. Regard, you know, language is not necessarily a barrier. I mean, I'll be honest, I did binge through the Squid Game in two, two days. I, I enjoyed it. There was a lot of people talking about how, you know, nobody watches it with dub. They're going, I did. It was great with dub. <laughs> it was, yeah, but some of the acting might not have been great with it that way, but it's a lot easier to watch. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I think a lot of the people are like, you, only people only watch it subbed or people only watch it dubbed generally don't get outside their echo chambers in that mm. kind of thing. I, and I know some groups can be very passionate about this is the proper way to watch. I'm like, whatever. If, if watch it whatever way is easiest or most appropriate for you. I mean, I'll be, I'm, I'm personally like the dub way of uh, same thing with Lupin and Money Heist on Netflix. But there again, it's also showing the other thing of some of Netflix's biggest hits lately have all been international ones. You know, they're all come from different countries. And sometimes as well, it's just a bit more exciting because you're getting something different. You're getting a different way of storytelling, a different way of doing it, different faces, different settings. Um, and I'm I'm like it. I just like the idea of having not having all the stories all set in um, Atlanta or or Georgia, <laughs> or, <laughs> just like... or filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and I know this is what I've been saying with the international stuff is mm. they all, all these countries have 
different storytelling traditions than mm. uh than Western Europe or America have. And it's great to see these different perspectives. And and even if the story is something that you're already familiar with, like, it, you know, the, mm. not even Squid Games, but just in general, you know, stories yeah. tend to have pretty similar themes across the board. Uh, the way they tell it is different than what you're used to. And mm. sometimes that's all you need, just the uh, what you're used to, but seen through a different lens. Uh, it, it's really entertaining. and. Admittedly, South Korea has been kind of hitting it out the park lately between this uh, Parasite a couple years ago in the theaters yeah. uh, and uh, Kingdom, their their period piece zombie thriller. Yeah. So. I don't know. Is, is it? Do you not think it's just because we've all got access to it now that we, they probably, you know, I, I guess probably you could probably say that with any country and put their best free right. shows of the year. Um, that, you know, you could say it with Britain and go, oh, yeah, the, you know, the, cra the crown. I'm trying to think of what other ones we've got. You know, Sherlock, a couple of other, yeah. you know, Sherlock Crown and I don't know, um, James Bond. Yeah. You know, those are the free ones off, off the top at the minute, you know, and they're all very big hits, but you, you necessarily wouldn't no, have seen, you know, that, some of the really bad stuff. <laughs> that's definitely a factor, too. We are only getting filtered by the stuff that, mm. that people think is worthwhile to import into the other countries. So, yeah, we're we're getting Squid Games and Parasite and so forth, and they're getting uh, a big deal. We're not getting their equivalent of um, Doogie Howser. Like, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna uh, pick one of the uh, the game shows that we got earlier. Uh, oh yeah, like, yeah, like uh, Shop Class. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not getting their Shop Class. Uh, we are getting stuff like the Great British Bake Off, but again, yeah. that's like the top of the pile and we're not getting the low tier like yeah. five dollar budget ones we're, we're only getting the best stuff so it yeah. does create a skewed view of mm. like oh every show out of south korea is amazing every show out of yeah. japan is fantastic it's like no, no no we're getting the good ones yeah no but there's a lot of stuff out there right now but it's just nice to see all of this kind of coming through i'm just looking here again i'm um, like so, like i said it's been a bit of a bit of a quiet um week we've also had it confirmed um disney are making a new american-born chinese uh that's gonna be a new movie or i don't know i think it's a, i think it's a series that's being created by uh the director of uh, was it shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and also um we're getting another book da daughter of the deep from rick riordan is being turned into a disney plus movie as well and i mean they're I think they kind of go, hmm, we're Disney publishing. We've got all your books. Like <laughs> they do, do, do. Um, they seem to be kind of leaning in on the fantasy side. So it's good to see lots more things kind of going on in the background and some bits and pieces, some new series and stuff in development, which is what I think Disney needs. Disney just needs more original content. It, it, it can't keep relying on reboots and, you know, all the rest oh, of it. So it's nice seeing them doing new books. Although technically Rick's stuff is a reboot since there were the two movies, but we're, we're hoping that these are better than those two movies were. Yeah, I, I suppose I, I, you could look at that, but then I look at it. Um, I think, I think that he, he, he doesn't even seem to want to expect that the movies actually even existed. They're that I, far away from the books. I, I think most of his fans are in the same boat. Uh, yeah. Just like, so if Disney can treat him right, there is a wealth of content. For him to create and they could have like a a harry potter-esque universe going on I, I realize that the story is not harry potter it's uh gods and monsters but uh that kind of young adult franchise uh strong young adult franchise at some point i got to get around to what to reading some of those books i think and because well, i know very, very very little no uh i i have read harry potter no the the yeah. uh the rick Riordan books 
Yeah, I'm kind of at a point now. It's like, yeah, I'm probably better off just waiting for the series. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the news. Like I said, it was a little bit of a, a bit of a light week. I think we are at the point where they're just like holding off for Disney Plus Day coming up. Um, so let's now talk about some of the new Disney Plus and Star Originals that have dropped this week. So up first, let's talk about Muppets Haunted Mansion, which dropped yesterday. What did you think of this one? I actually really enjoyed this one. Um, I. I went in with low expectations. The Muppets in the last few years haven't been super great. Mm. Um, I did like their most recent uh, reboot, but it got a little samey. Mm. You know, the, the same skits over and over. This felt like more like the classic tales, like back mm. from the the eighties and such. The Great Muppet Caper and so on. Uh, that which isn't to say it's on the same caliber as those were. It definitely wasn't quite as good, but on the whole, given that it was only an hour, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun with this one. I think as well, actually, I think having keeping it short helped. I think trying to stretch it out to a movie length would have really like it just would have been too lot too much. Um, I, I, I think you know, it was a good written. song. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, yeah. I, I could say it was a bit stretched at fifty minutes. I think they could have trimmed quite a little bit of it here and there. Well, the the uh, wedding at the end was starting to to yeah. really drag. They 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 pulled that one out way too long, and it it got past its joke expiration date. Mm. But that said, most of the stuff, especially in the first 30 minutes, was really entertaining. Yeah. I mean, some good songs, lots of... I, I actually quite like the cameos, the celebrity cameos, because they weren't like, here's this person, wink, wink, wink. You know, it was like, you know, oh, no, they're actually playing, you know, a character, um, and they weren't really hamming it up quite so much as I was expecting. So I was, I was getting a bit worried with all the um, celebrity announcements, going, what is it? Is it just going to be like, hi, <laughs> and 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 it, for the most part it wasn't it was just like this is the person who is this statue's head yeah. and they have three seconds of the song that they're yeah. singing and, and that's it and yeah they, they handled it well like like danny trejo was the most well-known actor or maybe yeah. nicole uh, uh Yevett brown i probably yeah. messed up her name uh the, those are probably the two biggest yeah. names in there yeah, I I enjoyed. It. I thought it was fun. It was a lot more easy to watch than I was expecting. I find with the Muppets, it's like I don't know quite what it is about them. I like them in small doses. I just don't seem to like them like going on and on. And I think sometimes with the movies and stuff, they can do. I think with the series, it can do as well. I kind of feel like they should do like you know, like with Muppets now. If they just released like one of the skits a week, it probably would be much easier to kind of um, suck it up. Um, but I, I thought I thought it was okay. I did, I wasn't blown away with it. Um, I think the Muppets is such a weird thing of trying to get them right, and I don't think they can. I don't. I don't. I just don't think they're gonna. Which, whatever they do doesn't please a certain audience because certain people from different eras and stuff like it. Um, I think my problem is I grew up on like Muppet Babies and the Muppet Show, so it was a kind of um, that era was very good for the Muppets, and then since <laughs> so nothing's really kind of matched it because I didn't really I, think much of the movies. I, I would agree with that in general. Like I, I actually really like several of the movies, Treasure Island and mm. um, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol are, are among my favorites, but yeah, I grew up with the Muppet babies watching them every day as a really mm. small child. And then watching the Muppet show when I got a little bit older um, with going back to this particular movie. One thing I did appreciate though, is that uh, if you've been on the haunted mansion ride, uh, mm. They, they really did lean into that. And there were a lot of sequences like, oh, I love this part of the ride. Yeah. Or, I know that part. And 
yeah, the host is is quoting as you get yeah. into the ride. You know, I'll be your ghost host, and <laughs> is this room really getting bigger? Etc. I I had a stupid grin on my my face yeah. for that. Without the context of the ride, I don't think it it holds together quite as much. Mm. But I I think they know their audience in this. I think they know that they're they really are going for no no. Uh, this is the ride. They're doing the ride. And if you come to Disneyland, you can do this ride too. Uh, yeah. I think was is this part I like of it. I like as well, like with the of the um the Muppets kind of playing characters from the they weren't playing themselves. You know, so I thought that worked out quite I mean I I, I love Miss Piggy as Madame Leota. I thought that, and she you know just like sneezed at the ending, oh <laughs> just like, I did I did try it. And it was just that kind of thing like I like that because it was she wasn't playing Miss Piggy. It wasn't yeah. Miss Piggy. And um because I find Miss Piggy can be a bit annoying, but um generally as a whole. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a nice solid, I think it was a, a this is a, this is what Muppets needs to be on Disney Plus. I think this is I think they might have found the right thing here of one solid 40 minute special regularly could be a way of keeping this brand going rather than keep trying all these different series that just seem to i don't know just don't seem they just uh, you know we look now of like we've had what earth to ned which i know not technically a muppet but it was a puppet it was made by the same team you know we've had muppets now we've had this one we've got the muppet babies animated series which i felt a different level because i think that's you know for a younger audience and then we had the muppets abc series and the Haunted Mansion is easily the best. It's easily the best that they've done out of all of this. And I, and it, it felt like they did. It felt like they had confidence in this one as well. You know, they've been very heavily promoting it. You know, they did a little driving event for the premiere. You know, it felt like they were like, no, we, we, no, this is good enough. This is good enough to kind of get people into. Yeah, it doesn't need to be AAA. It doesn't need to be Endgame or, or, mm. or Rogue One or anything like that. It just has to be entertaining for the length of the movie. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, as you mentioned before, I liked that they didn't go with the the top tier actors. They went with um, yeah. recognizable but not huge yeah. names. Um, yeah. One last thought that, that occurred to me while you were talking there is that I think they needed to lay off the meta jokes a little bit. There were a hmm. few too many times where they winked at the camera um, yeah. and, and like, oh, why is this our cameo? Oh, budget. And like, okay, that's cute. Yeah. And then they did the joke like a second time and a third time before. And it was like, Okay, we get it. You you you're winking at the camera. Maybe yeah. maybe not as many of those in future future specials. Yeah. So that one was pretty cool. So let's now move on to what if the finale. So we got the the final episode of that one. What did you think of this one? That was a lot of fun. I, I liked how they tied everything together. The only disappointment being that we we had this character in it who we're we're clearly supposed to know, which is Gamora, if she had gotten the Infinity yes. Gauntlet. And uh, we have not got her story. Uh, it's it's coming in season two, and sadly, it, it was originally supposed to be in this one. We, we've seen merch, we've seen promos. Well, I actually, I actually, but... I don't know if it, I don't know if where it actually is, but like, right, right behind me here, you know, I actually have that Lego set of Tony Stark um, in his gear, and I saw it, and I, you seriously have just like that he's in it for. 15 seconds and i've spent 40 quid on a lego set that he's barely in it and then of course you find out going yeah because this episode should have been in the first season but they ran they had a massive problem with i'm getting it out on time and with covid and they had to get basically i think they're on the lines of because like you say gamora got brought in and we hadn't had her origin story but we didn't really need it 
I think it, I think we kind of worked it out straight away. But yeah, no, we no. are going to get that episode. It's just going to be in in season two. Yeah, no, we we definitely don't need that episode. You can put enough together with the context yeah. clues. The one part that that's kind of sketchy is the the Infinity Gem Destroyer that they built. Yeah. Probably could have used a little bit more, like, because uh, it kind of came out of nowhere, and there was definitely a moment where they're kind of like, "This is from the the episode." Gamora episode and you're supposed to know what she's about to bring out and then yeah. she brings it out and you're like I, I don't that's like the whole thing of like you know all these ultra guys you're not gonna wreck Vegas you're not gonna <laughs> it's just like yeah. um yeah so just I I enjoyed that whole aspect um I thought as a whole it was I wasn't so keen on the whole thing with um Killmonger kind of with what he did I, I it was a bit I mean you saw it happening a mile off the minute he picked up the head you know, you knew he wasn't, and he wasn't really featured. You know, you just knew he was going to do something. That That's the part that gets me. Not so much that he did the whole heel turn betrayal. Like, yeah. he, like you said, you see that a mile coming off. It's that he did nothing useful up to that point. Yes. Yeah. So why is he on the team? It, it's like you recruited him to the team, <clears throat> excuse me, specifically so he could betray the team. Yeah, because they knew he was going to protect. I don't know, um, but yeah. So it definitely, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was funny because I was watching it, and my wife was sat there, and she did, she did turn to me and goes, "Are you planning on growing up at any point soon?" I'm like, "No." She said, "She said," and I just I'm like, "Sorry, I have to watch this." I, I, you know, I'm at work, and then she just started laughing away, going, "It's like, going, I have to watch this. This is, you know, and it's like," and it was just that kind of weird thing of just like. Yeah, dude, this is just great fun. It's like it was, it's like Saturday morning cartoon, isn't it? Just like sit down, watch watch a cartoon. It's stupid. It's over the top. They couldn't do it in uh, the movie. Um, there is a question, of course, of whether or not Black Widow did she get put back into the main timeline, or is it, I? I thought, she got, I thought she got put into the timeline where uh, Hank Pym killed everybody. Uh, that that was my impression of that. Yeah, I don't know because it because it, that was a bit of an odd one because I think because. I mean, they're not going to bring. I mean, that's one way of bringing Scarlett Johansson back in, you know. Um, but it's definitely, yeah, that was the only one. But I, I thought it was a lot of fun overall. This What If series, it hit everything that I wanted it to. I was surprised with the combination of the the big Guardians of the Multiverse kind of combination, which shouldn't have been because I'd seen some of the merchandise beforehand saying it, but I hadn't realized that they were actually going to do the Avengers. I mean, we kind of knew it because they had that whole flash scene where the camera goes around them which wasn't in the episode though was it uh not the one that we saw promo there no. was a, a gathering of the team or, or yeah. a hero shot but it was not the one that we saw previously yeah no i i remember back uh it's probably the episode right yeah. before what if actually started we're like well maybe they are connected more than we mm. think they are they're not they're not hyping it up that way but some of the promo material mm. definitely suggested it and uh and of course we got it and I, I wonder if they'll do this each season, if there'll be another gathering, mm. uh, the multiverse is in crisis at the end of season two. Yeah. And if they do that, will it be these guys or mm. will it be uh, whoever's featured in season two? Because yeah. while this this particular thing hasn't really happened in What If Before, mm. they did have the Exiles, um, which was an X-Men uh, comic book. Yeah. It went on for like a hundred something issues. Which was literally this idea. It was yeah. uh, a cosmic character picking up people from alternate timelines and being like, "All right, you got to fix this timeline over here," and and it would have a rotating cast uh, of new characters coming in and existing characters. Could they do that with What If season two and mm. and onward? 
It also looks to me like they've kind of got an idea because apparently there was some talk of doing a Star Lord um, series as well, spin-off. I'm wondering if this this is the way of doing like some of the characters like uh, like Captain Britain and all the rest of it of doing them through through the back door for the MCU of kind of letting them carry on doing their own stories, but we can kind of use them a different way. And also maybe carrying on Tony Stark, carrying on Gamora and Black Widow, and kind of carrying on these characters through the animated series. So we don't so they're not completely gone. But they still use them, kind of thing. But yeah, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a solid episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, I've, I've enjoyed the whole season, and but I think I've kind of got, you know, I was, I knew what to expect, and I wasn't getting my hopes up too much for it. And I think that definitely helped. Yeah, no, go into it with the right mindset. Uh, while this final episode is fairly epic in scale, it's still, it's not end game. It's not. Uh, you know, everybody is involved, but it does tie the series nicely together, especially since we treated them mostly as one shots up to this point. Like, eh, you don't have to see them. You could jump straight to episode eight yeah. and, and just watch the two part finale. But uh, seeing the backstory kind of made it a little bit better. Well, I think like Party Four wouldn't have made much sense. He wouldn't have made much sense of how he was acting. I don't um, know. You, I. If you go back to the original Thor movie, yeah. you can kind of see how yeah. that would be an extension of that character if he never had, you know, the uh, the yeah. wake up and mature moment, you know, the are you going to grow up moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does make a lot more sense with the context mm-hmm. of that particular episode. Yeah. So that, that one there was pretty cool. We got a new episode. That one? Oh, no. Oh, I'm back in the room. Um, yes, did you happen to watch um, Jiggy Kamehameha MD? I watched uh, last week's episode of uh, Kamehameha. I have not seen this this week's episode. So uh, last week's was an episode. It certainly was an episode. <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest. This week, I, I like she like got into like selling vintage uh, like. Uh, sneakers online, and because uh, her dad used to be a stock take, and I'm just like, oh, this is just so slow and so boring. It's just like there's no, there's no s- plot. This is this just going nowhere. I, I don't know. I'm just really struggling with this whole thing of like, um, I know not everything needs a villain, but there's just no, there's no threat. There's no issue. There's just nothing. Her just being, you know, this, and then at the end of the day, doing this YouTube video straight and going, I'm going to take some time out now and sort myself. Oh, really? It's just, it's just like, I don't know. I'm just really struggling with it because the concept looks great. You know, the, you know, the, 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 all the actors and stuff, but it's all just so one dimensional. I'm really struggling with it. And it's like, Disney can't keep putting stuff out like this as their main drama series and I hope they're going to take over Netflix. It ain't going to happen with, with shows like this. This is just not, no. it's just not good enough. Unfortunately, it's just, you know, this is basically it's like a, this is just a Disney channel show. She's 16 acting like a 12 year old. It's like, you know, I'm 16 and I want to go out to Starbucks. Like if you're 16 in this country, you're off down the pub and down the park, you know, doing drugs. <laughs> so it's just like, it's just like, really? She's like the, heart, the most thing she wants to do is go get a strawberry frappuccino. You know, it's just, it's just, it feels so like any 15, 16 year old watch this is going to be like, wow, no, this is not, we, you know, we want to be a I, bit more than that by now. Yeah. But I, I don't think the target audience is 15, 16. I think this, the target audience is 11 or 12 year olds. Yeah. Maybe nine. <laughs> Uh, 
you know, this is this is the same target audience as like that. So Raven or or uh, shows like that. Mm. We we are very clearly not the target audience no. for this. Um, but it is kind of weird watching a show where there is not an overarching narrative. We've gotten so used to it over the last few years, well, decade really, of shows that are tightly plotted and and one episode leads into the other. Whereas this one, you can really just watch. I, I'll watch episode three and then episode yeah. one and then episode five. And it doesn't so matter. I so I've got to get into this one on, on, on another Disney Plus original. So we had the um, Turner and Hooch finale this mm. week, right? So you didn't watch it, did you? I, I have not caught up on no. Turner and Hooch at all. Right, so you watched the first episode or two? I watched, uh, I think, the first four. Right. Okay, so what do you think happened in this finale? Um, well, before you ask that question, I would have presumed that he got together with the girl finally and oh uh, no, no. He, he he literally got to the end of the episode and then one of them said maybe you should go ask her to dance yeah no i i that, because you well, asked the question because you yeah. asked the question literally was, on the like, lines of, you're like you you're kidding me you i've dragged this out for 12 weeks you've done the tr triangle and you still haven't got them together and i was just like this is just honestly you could watch episode one and episode 12 and the rest of it wouldn't make a bit of difference. You wouldn't actually need to know it. They find, you know, they they find the people that killed her dad because he had a heart attack while he was attacked while he was trying to arrest one of them, and they rescued him. And that it was just like, oh my word, this is so so lame. I'm just like, they really have got a, you know, this series has just been on like cruise control. For week or for it feels like because I was saying oh well, it was it was going all right and it was getting somewhere and it's just like it just went nowhere and it's like you can't do a f it's like is that it for a finale of like it you know like on a normal like twenty four episode season where you think it would have a reset and go into the next story that's like that feels like that point and I'm like going look you, you've got, we've got nowhere in twelve weeks of I don't know I just really I was just disappointed in it. It's like I got Scott Sienna went, really? You've just wasted my time on going nowhere. You've just there's you know, you've had this overarching story and there was no it's like, oh well, we want to go into the second like I know they do the whole will they won't they thing, but you can't you were laying it on like so thick, just not to I don't know, it just really just um I don't know. I was yeah. really just underwhelmed and just like, really? That was the best you could come up with at the for, again. This is not good enough to people. This is not good enough for you know mainstream audiences. It's just not gonna cut it as a main, you know, there's a reason why this stuff isn't in the Nielsen streaming chart and why it's not debuted and it never will, because it's just not up up for mainstream quality TV. This is this is just generic. You know, these are the kind of shows you'd find on ABC and they get cancelled after one season and you never see see them ever again. Yeah, no, this is the kind of show, this and, and Doogie Kama Aloha, are the kind of shows that are, are perfectly fine to have running on the channel, maybe doing like the five or six o'clock slot. Uh, they're good content to have in the background once you've already gone through the really good content. You, yeah. You've watched The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett and What If and yeah. Loki and so on. You're like, okay, what else we got? Oh, yeah, I'll try this out and kind of mindless fun. And they're Monster of the Week. They're not they're not really supposed to have that overarching plot, even though they this one at least pretended mm. to with the who killed Tom Hanks and, and yeah. will they, won't they. But really, it's Monster of the Week, they, you know. Uh, Hooch has to be integral into figuring out uh, how to solve a, a 
police procedural. But yeah, no, no, that's not how they were pitched to us. That's not how they were advertised to us. And it's perfectly fine to have the middle of the road show, but don't pitch it as your your front runner. Yeah, pretty, um, yeah. And now and now that we're in the gap between what if and Hawkeye coming out, um, it'll be even more apparent that they're kind of missing a showrunner, a, a star show right now. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, Turner Hooch and Doogie are both nice, family-friendly shows, but then just there's nothing about them. They're just so, they are vanilla. They are just a vanilla ice cream. There's there's nothing exciting about them. They're very plain. You can dish them up to everyone and everyone can go, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but they're never, no one's sitting there going, what what did you have for dinner last night? Uh, what what dessert did we have? <laughs> that kind of you know you're just gonna forget it because it's just it's just plain and dull, and yeah, just at the minute, just kind of these. This is just not good enough. Um, it is just not good enough. And I think my and I'll be honest, you know, it is that thing of especially now there is a lot of other stuff dropping and it's just far superior. And you know, I'll be honest, had these shows been on another net, another streaming platform, I wouldn't have bothered. Just wouldn't have bothered with them. And this this is what highlights the difference right now between American Disney Plus and then European Disney Plus mm. uh, Plus Star Plus Plus Star um, is in in America now we're sitting in a dead zone between mm-hmm. the end of What If and the start of Book of Boba Fett and Hawkeye. Yeah, you know, yeah. What is the thing that gets you to check Disney Plus every week? And mm. the answer is nothing, basically yeah. nothing. Whereas and we'll transition here yeah. uh, uh, into Europe. You've got why the last man you've got. Um, Only murders uh, and buildings. That's what I was looking for. Uh, we've got upcoming. Reserva- the reservation, uh, reservation dogs. Reg- yeah. Reservation dogs. And then we've got American horror story and American horror stories. Um, walking yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. The walking dead. It's, it's, it is literally, and I, to be honest, I think that is what's happening for me. It just like kind of go, these shows are just in a different league to these Disney plus originals. And it is sitting there kind of going, it's just not on that same thing. But before we go, so before we go into those, there is another show I want to talk about, or two other things I want to talk about from the Disney Plus side. Among the Stars, what did you think of that one? So I've only seen the first two so far. Yeah. Um, and I think no one will be surprised. I I am yeah. really, really enjoying the series. Even though it, it's a documentary and most of the stuff I already know, it is the, um, I'm going to sit on the couch. The phone is upside down. So, I, you know, mm-hmm notifications are muted got the all the lights off and i'm just watching it i'm really enjoying it i'm actually thinking about holding off on the last couple episodes because i've got a new sound system coming in next week and like i kind of want to have i kind of want to experience with that and actually to be honest i would i would recommend spreading that a little bit because it it does get a little bit sluggish like like mid of like well uh, because we're in this kind of thing obviously we're following captain chris as his quest to go into space and like episode five, he goes to space, and episode six, he's in space and comes home. But episode like three and four are still just like, he's, he, you know, he's getting ready to go. Um, there's a lot of things in it. I mean, I, I have watched all six episodes, um, and I thought it was a great documentary. This was, this didn't feel like a Disney Plus original because the quality is a lot higher. Into it's it's not aimed at kids. There's no um, silly overlay of like voiceover trying to explain what's going on. And it's just following a guy going into space. It's kind of odd. I wouldn't say he's the most charismatic guy. He's he's very, very um, sort of very straightforward. Well, it's very yeah. 
This has been the problem with NASA since the beginning, um, and probably true of the cosmonaut program mm -hmm. as well. The people that you want to send to space are not necessarily the most uh, photogenic or media savvy. I mean, that was that was a large yeah. point of the part of the point of First Man, the the uh, yeah. Apollo Eleven yeah. movie from a couple of years ago. It was like, no, Neil Armstrong, you don't put him in front of the camera. This he he has no like social skills at all. Yeah. Um, that was that was kind of the thing. It's like he, they even asked him a question like, uh, "What are you going to take to the moon?" as like a sentimental thing, and he's like, "I take more fuel." And you're like, "No, you're supposed to say something like, I'm going to take my daughter's bracelet,' or you know." And, and he's like, "No, I, I would take more fuel." That, that's the kind of people that yeah. that astronauts are. They're very practical. And very I, it, it is it is funny now because obviously they're having to do like a lot of. Um, media events, lots of streaming from space, going, to, you know, there's a lot more involved in trying to get people. So they're, they, they're definitely much more media savvy than, than they used to be. Um, but it, it's, it's a little bit hard, a bit sluggish to get along. I really enjoyed it. I would definitely recommend breaking it. I wouldn't try and watch all six in one go because it can be a bit sluggish. Um, but there's some really great moments in here. Um, the fact that they filmed this, and, you know, I mean, this is, this isn't, you know, you see it's space. It's serious, you know. This is National Geographic content. Uh, it's top level. If you enjoy science, watch this series. Very well made. Very well done. I, yeah, it's a bit sluggish, but that's literally my only like qualm with it. It's just like, well, it, it's only because it has to slow down a bit. The only thing that really gets me, and you'll see it in everyone, is is this um, the guy that's running one of the experiments? He is brutal. He takes no prisoners. You know, if they want to change something or do something, he literally, you know, he's brute. He's like brutally honest along the lines of no one is messing up his experiment that he spent his entire life working for. Um, they're all serious. There is no messing about. There's no game playing. You know, they're all on. They've all got it on. And I, again, it is just very well done. Kind of interesting as well, because at the end, there's a whole thing with the SpaceX goes up. And kind of interesting seeing them in their new spacesuits. It doesn't look quite as like, like it looks a bit like really. That does looks like something you would go to. Um, there are a lot more. Good. So, but I was actually at we were um, we were at NASA in Kennedy Center because this it was filmed quite a just a bit before um, like all COVID and stuff happened. You know, and then we're getting the, and we were learning all about SpaceX and all the rest of it. And it was just kind of quite interesting, like seeing all of that aspect kind of kicking into it. Eventually, they got into like the COVID era just at the last bit when they were going up, but luckily it didn't kind of stop anything. But just seeing them all like hanging out at one of their houses in Russia and just having just chilling out and stuff, just, just a very well made series. I, I really would struggle to say anything bad about it, it's just very well made. It is. You just have to go in with the right mindset, even yeah. by the end of episode two. It's very clear. This is the journey of the astronaut, not uh, a space documentary. It's not sweeping vistas of of stars and, and the Earth mm. flowing by for the most part. Uh, there are those, obviously. But for the most part, it's about this this particular trip. Um, SpaceX, I do have some opinions on their their design aesthetic choices and and form over function yeah. kind of stuff. But that's not that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Now, so moving on from there, we also had another new Disney Plus original this week was Fauci, which was um, about an hour and a half documentary all about Dr. Andrew Fauci, who is one of the lead kind of scientists about pandemics. He was heavily involved in the AIDS and HIV pandemic back in 
but the 80s and in the 90s and then obviously he was he kind of rose to fame during the whole issue last year now i'm gonna be honest i'd seen him on like some of the press conferences like with trump and appearing on cnn and bits and pieces because i do tend to watch a bit of, of american news and I really didn't know who, I mean, it's like, okay, I know who he is a little bit. And then he, that was it, kind of, he was just their expert. And he obviously, he wasn't towing the line kind of thing. And I honestly was not expecting the reaction to this Disney Plus original. They probably would have got less reaction if they'd put Deadpool or Family Guy up, up on Disney Plus. Um, the reaction to it was very conflicted. Loads of people kind of complaining about this and not wanting it on there. And I mean, I literally asked a few of my... Um, like American friends, what was going on? Because I didn't really understand what why there was such a reaction to a scientist. Um, watching the documentary, there was the whole aspect they were showing this stuff of what was going on, of him getting death threats. So he has to have secure social so security with him, his family getting threats, and just what a lot of the stuff he's had to go through, he kind of learned how to deal with during um like the AIDS outbreak. Um, just a very interesting documentary. It's a little bit long-winded. Um, obviously, it's it's about one person. So they did cover all of this stuff, and they you know played up on the fact of him having t-shirts and bubble heads, and the family were just like, "Oh, we really don't understand what's going on here. Um, why he's, why he became the face of it all." You know, they had comments from like Bono about his work in Africa, uh, about going out there and getting loads of people uh, sort of um, with the. the treatment and stuff to help out there you know you had george bush talking about him as well of going you know he's not a guy you bring in to tell you what you want to hear he tells you what you need to hear and that it was it was, i thought it was interesting to learn a lot more information about him but i know it's been such a controversial topic because he just for some reason um you know it very strange i mean again this is the difference of it being international it's probably why they didn't announce it very much in advance you know they pretty much just dropped it a few days before um, I mean, technically, like some of the, you know, we just didn't hear much about this one at all, although it had come out in cinemas for a short run back in September. But it was um, a bit of a surprise drop. Um, I, I, like I said, I watched it. It could have done with it a bit shorter. It, I think because I'd watched that Pride documentary a few weeks ago, um, which went into a lot more detail about the, the 80s and the 90s of what was going on then, that kind of helped me fill in the gaps a little bit on that aspect because it was a little bit fluffy at some points. But yeah, I mean, there's so much footage of him doing it all. I mean, I, I, if you're interested in the guy, you just you know, give it a go. It's not for everyone. I wouldn't, you know, it's, I wouldn't say go out your way to watch it. But if you, if you're at all interested in him, or you're just interested in, you know, maybe the pandemic and all the reaction stuff that's been going on, then give it a go. But it's definitely not for everyone. No, and it's it's the kind of thing where the people who should watch it to understand what his credentials are are just going to dismiss it out of hand, which is. Yeah. I'm presuming what you're talking about in terms of reaction, uh, not being on social media. I got to miss all of that. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I hadn't heard about it until you just mentioned it. Although um, if I had thought about it at all, I would have been like, Oh yeah, this is going to be controversial for all the wrong reasons. Um, honestly, he's a guy. Oh, you might strip that. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's definitely a bit different. Yeah, no, this is a guy that we we shouldn't know anything about because he should just be in the background and and we we take our cues and and uh, the the policy gets set accordingly. But we obviously mm. found out a lot about him last year because he he became the figurehead for what for for people rallying against masks and vaccines. 
Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, and I think as well, especially like for me personally, um, not being in America, we had an entirely different system over here in the UK with the, you know um, our politicians and stuff, and the, the scientists were very much in a different stage. So a lot of this stuff I was completely unaware of. So it was it was definitely interesting watching it, and they they did lean on it, they showed it, they explained it all. Um, but it's just it's just not it's not really for everyone. It's it's a very it's this kind of weird thing as well, like you. Of this is the kind of stuff that needs to be on Disney Plus. Just like you know, this and Among the Stars are prime examples of of serious documentaries, but they get lost because the audience for Disney Plus isn't accustomed to this stuff. So it's getting a little, it you know they need more of this dropping. I think you know had National Geographic if they were throwing up their more mature stuff all the time, this would help set this tone of you know of what's on Disney Plus in terms of like this this kind of content because i think that this and among the stars are much they're very high quality documentaries but a lot of the disney plus audience isn't looking for this on disney plus because you know it's just it's not been what's set up yeah and hopefully if this hypothetical merger with hulu ever happens or or when it happens people will get used to it the way they have in western europe where it's you know no this is this is Disney Plus, where it's got mature content, where it's got mm. Deadpool and The Walking Dead, and oh, oh here's a, a doc. You know, we had a lot of documentaries about Hitler the other day, and Afghan Bin yeah. Laden. You know, we get, you know, you get all those kind of things. Of there was one the other day about the King of Coke, you know, and he's not about Coca Cola, you know, yes. and there's a whole kind of, <laughs> you know, and it is that kind of thing there. And I think you know, documentaries can can say those kind of stories, but yeah, it was definitely a different kind. Of Disney Plus original, I'm glad I've seen it. I well, I mean, I wouldn't watch it again. It was a little bit too long, maybe, but other than that, it was all right. Um, I'm trying to think what else we had. Oh, we had um, Lego. No, that, that was last week. Wasn't no, it? That was last week. Yeah. So yeah, so let's now talk about some of the other original series on Disney Plus internationally. So we had Only Murders in the Building. So I'm going to be going off the the US and Canada and Australia's lineup. Um, so this one was a. Another solid episode, kind of went right out of last week's episode where it was all silent. Now, this one was, you know, bringing lots more people in to help out, you know, the, the police working with them. It kind of felt like the momentum was building, wasn't it? Because things were getting fixed. Things were, everything was, everything was going all right. And then it didn't. Well, it's it's the uh, the false climax of the yeah. uh, the mystery, of course, where they're like, "Yep, we uh, we we found the murderers, and and they've been taken care of, and everyone can be happy going forward." And you're like, uh, probably not. No, I was, there was a bit of a herring because I I was convinced Steve Martin's girlfriend was going to be the one, but she I, did wasn't. I, I was still I was in the same boat. Um, and and to be fair, in a in a uh, murder situation like this she is not eliminated as the villain even though she was no. stabbed there at the end because yeah. that is a fun murder trick to be like yeah. i couldn't possibly because look i've got this stab wound right here i was stabbed yeah. by the killer when in fact you know just stabbed himself that said uh she probably is not yeah no but again it's just a really i just really enjoying the series um just it's just top class it's just such a great series i just love the fact that martin short get bringing in all these people from all these fans off the streets. Um, I do find it funny though, like of how it all works with these podcast stuff. Um, but yeah, I just I just really enjoy this series. It's just full, just full of fun. Yeah, no, well, the bringing the people in off the street, obviously, this this is kind of a little bit of television theater, I presume. Yeah, I don't I, I don't listen to the true podcast, but I I have to assume that most true crime podcasts are not done weekly as the investigation is large. They, no. They're mostly written. <laughs> 
after the fact and they're a compilation of everything that's that's been coming up so this this is mostly like what if the what if the investigation was going on at the same time of the podcast yeah. and so on um but I'm sure that was a, a big moment for true crime podcast fans. We're like, yeah. yes, they're part of the investigation. This is because because I think the most the majority of the audience for that kind of podcast really mm. wants to be in on the investigation. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was good. I like the fact as well of like bringing the um, police officer in. You know, she's helping them out and they're helping her. And yeah, I, just really solid series. Just really enjoying that one. And then we had Why the Last Man. Um, just i'm really just i'm really enjoying this series i mean this again was just leveling it up so uh in uh in contrast to only murders in the building you are an episode behind the oh, right, release yes. at this point yes right, so this somebody, was, yeah so this is episode five the one that yeah. was released in america is episode six i'm following your release schedule on this so yeah. i'm an episode and i have to admit it's, it's actually been difficult to not kind of keep going. <laughs> i bet it has because it's i'm just really i'm just really enjoying the series um again it's kind of you know you got post-apocalyptic you've got you know all kinds of stuff going on you, they've got this expert in that's kind of not you know she's a bit got a screw loose as well you're not too sure what she's doing and you know this whole thing going on with the agent and you don't know what who she working for what are they doing Do they know something um and then you got the whole the the presidential fight as well going on which i could have done without that series that's that's the one part of the storyline i could do without but um yeah it's i'm just finding it quite a fascinating little series yeah uh having had a bit of a politics overload the last several years uh both global politics and then local mm -hmm. for america i'm just like i don't need fictionalized politics mm -hmm. I, i'm kind of burnt out on all of this in general mm -hmm. so the whole uh, presidential, who's going to be in charge, and this obvious mm. fight that they're setting up for. I'm just like, I, I really do not care. Can we? Can you just have that in the background? Have York read the newspaper and see what's going on, and and that's that's about it. Let's stick with three five five and and uh, Doctor Man and and York, and and we go from there. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's just if it was a little bit along the lines of um, like you guys really just need to just you know stop fighting because you you're all quite happily in a little bunker fighting over who's in charge but the rest of the world's gone you know gone away but yeah i, I just i like as well the whole thing is of them going you know protecting them trying to protect the art and all the rest of it and how they're all working it all out because it's funny seeing it a little bit they did that a little bit in walking dead and right they raided a, a museum to get stuff that would work from the old times because it would work <laughs> you know the, the exact opposite um so yeah just and really enjoying that series i just the agent i just you just don't know what she's doing He's doing there's something sneaky going on that I don't know about, and I, I kind of like that. Well, I like that she doesn't really know either. Like, they dropped a, yeah. a lot of hints this time that no, someone knew this was going to happen, probably, or something was going to yeah. happen, probably, between her and the other agent, but but she doesn't know what it is and she's not willing to share all the secrets, so the other guys mm. don't know what's going on because they don't know that there's this connection, and yeah. Um, I will say this is the, that stuff is not in the comics at this point in the story. They don't yeah. start dropping those hints until much later. And the, so they, they're definitely accelerating it a bit here. Mm. Um, having said that, uh, setting up this this trip to, to California does kind of line it back up with the uh, the yeah. opening of the comic series. So if you've read the comics, you can 
can kind of guess where they're going with this. And I, hmm. There is, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is one specific thing that I'm kind of wondering if they're going to do or not. And we'll, we'll hmm. probably get to that in the next two episodes or so. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll mention what it is. I'm kind of hinting at here um, hmm. at that point, And I won't go into it anymore. Yeah. No, just like I said, I'm just really enjoying this series. It's, it's definitely um, a highlight on the Wednesday when that one drops of just having just, and this is again what we're talking about. And then obviously, like on Monday, we had Walking Dead. Um, you know, that's been building up intensity. So between like these three shows, then you watch Do Ye, and it, it just doesn't kind of. It's how that's why you're just like, well, it's just not cut, cutting it. Um. So, but no, just generally as a whole, there's just a lot of stuff. It's also two different, very different audiences. Uh, you're it, you're it not going to be going. You, you you need to keep your ten year old. Uh, entertained while you're you're continuing to work and they're they're doing their school stuff. So why don't you sit them down in front of Why the Last Man? It's like no no no. But sit, but sit you look at something. like Why the Last Man and it's like okay, so they had a little bit of blood, blood and guts and stuff. But I actually think the storyline is. I mean, I kind of imagine probably most 14, 13, 14 years are going to find this much more interesting. Yeah, no, no. that's why. It's and, just, that, and, that's, and that's and that's what the, and that's what the problem is for me is of like. I think Disney seems to just vastly underestimate how, like, what teenagers are actually watching. I bet I think they they tend why they tend to lose that audience because they're not they're not targeting them right. You know, they make they make the stuff for the adults and then the teenagers follow that because they're not it's not for them and like all that for like. I mean, they make a few things for freeform and so on, but I think that's where Netflix has been really coming in and just hitting that market much better. And this is where that whole controversy was. It Hannah Montana from earlier yeah. this year, where that yeah. ended up getting canceled, where it, it really did feel like Disney. Oh, Lizzie, it, Mc, uh, Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire. McGuire sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where, sorry about that. Um, where they, where it really seemed like Disney just wanted a rehash of the old show just as adults. Whereas uh, the actual cast of Lizzie McGuire was like, no, we've grown up and the audience has grown up too. Let's, let's do some grown up stories. And, and, uh, Obviously, we don't have the full details on that, but that's certainly what it I, sounded I, like. I am, I am convinced that had they done, if they um, went with it now, they probably would have been able to get through what they wanted to do. I think they would have been a much better. I think you look at like what I mean. I remember someone in the Facebook was like, you know, with Fauci, they said an F word, and we're like going, "Oh, are we still? Are you still? Yeah, oh, we still got some people on that." So <laughs> I'm going, I was like, "Yeah, it's you know, it's like I'm sorry, but I don't think that Timmy's watching Fauci kind of for entertainment point." point of view um but it was definitely that kind of thing of i'd still feel like now they'd be much more inclined to kind of go with that kind of thing a little bit more than they would have done back like two years ago when you know disney plus was still like they it was just like the disney channel um but yeah there's a lot of stuff going on um but yeah so i think that pretty much is gonna wrap up i didn't did we have any other originals this week i don't think so uh no i think we're just holding out for uh reservation mm. dogs which should be coming up soon I believe. yeah so we're talking about that next week that'll be um when we, we'll be talking about next week so that'll be pretty cool so on that note guys thank you very much for joining us we'll be back next week with another episode make sure you go check us out over at what's on at disneyplus.com like follow and subscribe and we'll see you guys soon Later. I'd like to thank all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members for their support. You can become a member from as little as $2 a month and you get access to our weekly Q&A and much more.